When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you love history but hate when it's stuffy and boring? Well, look no further and join me, Katie Charlewood, your friendly neighborhood social scientist and reader of books, as I delve into unsolved historical mysteries, murders by gaslight, and of course, women who have been misrepresented through all time. On Who Did What Now, the history podcast that's not your history class. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everybody, it's the Inbox of Oddities. The Inbox of Oddities. Yeah, it's where we share your emails, your messages, social media posts, things of interest. Uh, At least they're interesting to us, and we do appreciate the fact that you guys keep in touch like you do. This has been such a fun addition, and I love having a little more time and a little more freedom to share your stories, whether you send them in with your, your own voice or if you type them. With your fingers, either way. And not just stories, but just comments or what's going on in your life. For example, what was going on in Kat's life last night? She went to the grocery store and uh, I'm, I'm not ridiculing you because your Spanish is far, far better than mine. But uh, she comes home and she goes, oh, my God, I can't believe I did this. The guy asked her, uh, well, you you tell it. Well, um. He said, I hope that you're having a nice day. And I said, I am. Thank you. And that was the end of our exchange. Thank you. Goodbye. No. Good night, everybody. No. He said to you in Spanish. He said in Spanish, you have a pretty name. And I said, final sale, please. (laughs) And he said in English, no, I said, you have a pretty name. Con queso, por favor. I'm so sorry. I'm still learning. But I was listening to you on the phone the other day, and uh, you were carrying on a real full-fledged conversation. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, I was just saying today, it's funny. There are instances where I'm able to to have a full conversation, but it still feels like I'm pretending to speak Spanish <laughs> when I know like actual Spanish words are coming out of my mouth. Yes, they are. But it does feel like I'm pretending. I don't know why, if, what's wrong with me, but... Uh. I feel that way in life, you know? <laughs> it's it's the imposter syndrome. Sure, sure. What can I say? Maybe that's it. Boy, your owl's story got a lot of response. Well, owls are amazing. Hiya sent this message. I am now listening to your segment on owls from February 12th, and I thought that you would enjoy reading up on Arab superstitions about owls. I occasionally write for a local newsletter concerning all things Arabic, and one time I wrote a short piece on owls in the Arab world. Owls are seen as a bad omen or a harbinger of death in some parts. Perhaps because they function well at night and live in abandoned areas, uh, something which could be seen as suspect. Is that why I got so many side eyes when I was younger? Maybe. Because I was always hanging out in abandoned areas. And And you function well at night, yes. Um, The sound they make also uh, may be seen as eerie or accusatory. All right, not wrong. Since the word 
who means he in some Arabic dialects. My favorite superstition is that if you put the eye of an owl in the hand of a sleeping woman, she will spill all of her secrets, whether she wants to or not. I think that one comes from Morocco. My favorite story concerning owls indirectly was told to me by a publisher of the newsletter many years ago. His grandmother was Egyptian, and being Jewish, she was expelled from Egypt. After that, she moved to Israel, where people have immigrated to from all over the world. Some time after that, an unaware neighbor sent her a mug full of candy, not realizing that there was a picture of an owl on the mug. Or did she understand its significance? The grandmother threw down the mug in fury, sure that the woman was wishing her ill. And I think that they were never friends again. Wow. All because of magic. Enjoy researching this in the future, Haya. Thank you, Haya. I love that. I remember when we were on our transatlantic cruise, we were coming through the Straits of Gibraltar, and I was kind of losing my mind a little bit because that's part of the journey of The Alchemist. Right. And it's one of our favorite books, and it's the, there's so much lore and mysticism and superstition from that part of the world. I mean, from all parts of the world, really, but that's one that we're particularly interested in. It's so ancient. There's just so much of that history that still survives. Sarah sent us a message. Hi there. After hearing the thing in the middle about medical typos, I wanted to share a little something to demonstrate the importance of punctuation. (laughs) I'm an x-ray tech, and throughout our shift, we check out the ER tracker. It shows patients' name, age, reason for visit, and whatnot. Sometimes patients are what I call two-for-ones. For example, they're in for a twisted ankle, but also have a cough. There's a pertinent reason that they're there, but also have something else going on. I'll never forget a couple of years ago, a patient was there with the stated complaint, sore throat, question stuck tampon. A comma separating the two complaints really would have changed the mental image. (laughs) (laughs) I remember being in a, um, a school play. This would have been, I don't know, junior high. And one of my classmates misread her line and read it like this. What's that up in the road? A head? (laughs) It changes changes everything. Uh, Thanks for sending that, Sarah. Remember in the Halloween episode, the guy who told us about the ghost dog? It was the most beautiful story. Nilan from Sri Lanka shared this. Hi, uh, Kat and JG. This is Nilendra, your freak from Sri Lanka. I am literally on my way to collect a parcel uh, which I have to collect in person. Um, Don't worry, it's nothing freaky, it's a regular item. (laughs) But I am at the moment listening to uh, Boo episode 74, which is about the Corpsewood Corpsewood Manor built by uh, Dr. Scutter. Well, that sounds like a rap. Okay, so yeah, I'm listening to this story and you all talk about it being run down and the first thing that flashes through my head is, oh, maybe someone can go and harvest those bricks and then you all say that people get cursed by the bricks. Boo effect number one. Second boo effect happens when um, you all tell that 
they are brutally murdered in their home during this uh, what is it the lunar or solar equinox and then I say to myself out loud in the car oh my god someone's gonna set this place on fire and milliseconds later you'll say that the manor was set on fire oh my god I have no idea if um, me listening to uh, the box of oddities is sort of activating my uh, uh, telepathic abilities but if that's the case thank you very much uh, <laughs> uh, you guys are awesome thank you for the amazing podcast I can't say this enough you guys accompany me to and from office and I love you guys one day someday if you do decide to come to our beautiful tropical home here in Sri Lanka and do a live show I don't know if there are enough of us here to substantiate that but either way one day if we come to um, Ecuador I think that's where you all are based based on your most latest episodes I want to finish up all of the older episodes before uh, catching up with uh, the 600s and the 500s either way keeping my freak flag flying high here in Sri Lanka. Uh, this is Nilena De Silva signing out. Take care. God bless. Bye. This email came in from Nacho Business. <laughs> hey folks, on the latest episode of Freak Family Favorites, I was honestly surprised that Uranus's core wasn't gas. That's all. That's a good point, Nacho. We got this on the Freaks group on Facebook. On episode 322, Kat just goes, her name was Russell, in a low voice. Hold your bits for a fun story. A couple of years ago, my boyfriend spent about eight hours on Ancestry.com while I was at work. I came home after work and he excitedly shared that he had tracked his family back to the 1600s. That's awesome, babe. Dinner, wine, bed, blah, blah, blah. At about 7 a.m., I'm waking up and I roll over to put my hand on his hip. I kid you not that I saw a cobblestone street in my stupor. Okay, possibly a dream, but I was more awake than asleep. There appears, in my point of view, an older man wearing suspenders, a white button-down, and trousers. And he's saying something to me that sounded like a mumble. He kept repeating it over and over until it became clearer. He was repeating, my name is Russell, over and over and over. And then he added, thank you. Mental note, ask babe who the fuck Russell is. (laughs) And then I went back to sleep for another hour. Rise and shine and I say, hey, good morning. By the way, do you know someone named Russell? Older gentleman? I shit you not, without missing a beat, he says, oh, I just found out last night that Russell is my great-great-great-grandfather. What the actual fuck, right? Wow. Yeah. Such a cool message. I wish that I had screenshotted the name of the person who sent that to us. Well, it's a great story nonetheless. Katrina fails once again. (laughs) Reggie emailed us, curator at theboxofoddities.com. Hey, guys, just listened to the fan favorite episode, which was a revisit to the story about the mystery vending machine in Seattle. Jethro may already be aware of this since he referred to Mr. Pibb as a wannabe Dr. Pepper, but he couldn't have been more right. Mr. Pibb was originally called Peppo and was their attempt at mimicking the Dr. Pepper recipe. Really? Dr. Pepper soon sued them for trademark uh, infringement, and Coke then changed the name to Mr. Pibb. 
Thought you might enjoy that fun little fact. And we did, Reggie. Loving getting your voice messages. This one's from Shannon. Hey, Kat and JG. So I used to work as a nurse in a nursing home. It was a pretty old building. It had been in service for a number of years. I worked the night shift. One night, there was a room at the, in the hallway about 3.30 in the morning. The call light was going off, but there was no patients in there. I walked down there, looked around, nobody was in there, looked under the beds, in the closets, in the bathroom, there's nobody there. We like to play pranks on each other. So I looked to see who was playing a prank on me, but nobody was in there. So I turned the call light off, walked out, got about halfway up the hallway, and it went off again. So I went in, explored the room again, or back out, and got about halfway up the hallway again, and the call light went off again. So I had a CNA go in there with me, just to verify. There was nobody in there, no patients in there, nobody hiding. I knew everybody was accounted for, not in the room. This happened to us five times. Every time we would go in there, turn the call light off, look around, there's nobody in there. We can't really explain why it happened. I'm pretty sure there was a patient that died not too long before that. And she would get pain medicine about 4 o'clock every morning. So it was getting close to that time. So I don't know if she was wanting her pain medicine or what. But it was a pretty creepy night. Yeah, we've had a lot of people share nursing home stories that border on the paranormal like that. I mean, it really has to be kind of a hotbed for, for that type of activity. So many people die there. I mean, that's where they go, you know, to die in many cases. Like the story about the the cat. Remember that? Yeah, the cat that could tell when people were about to die. Yeah, he would go into a room and uh, curl up on that bed. And, and shortly after that, the patient would die. It's either one of two things. He's either anticipating their shuffling off of their mortal coil, or he's somehow killing them in their sleep. I watched an episode of House the other day where a kid who had pica um, got sick because he ate some cat poop. And by the way, kids at home, don't eat cat poop. I've got to tell you, the longer we've had our aura frame, the more I love it. I have kids and they live about 3,000 miles away. And my daughter is expecting a child and she has been sending me updates on her baby bump through the aura frame. And since I can't be there to experience it with her, it's the next best thing. And speaking of mothers, if you're looking for the perfect gift to celebrate your mom in your life, Aura Frames are beautiful Wi-Fi connected digital picture frames. It allows you to share and display unlimited photos. It's super easy to upload and super easy to share photos with the Aura app. And here's the thing, if you're giving Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame with preloaded photos and memories. We love Aura Frames and living so far away from family, thanks to Aura, it's the next best thing. It's like, it's like almost being there. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Box of Oddities freaks can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off, plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code Oddities at checkout to save. That's A-U-R-A frames.com and use code Oddities at checkout, and you will save. Thanks, Aura Frames, for bringing my family a little bit closer. 
This message is sponsored by Greenlight. You know, as your kids get older, there are some things about parenting that gets easier. I remember once hearing my sister tell my little niece, if you put your pants on, I'll give you some Fresca. And when kids can start to reason that they get something if they do something right, it's a lot easier to manage them. Having that conversation about money with your kids, that's not the easiest thing in the world. Fact is, kids won't really know how to manage their money until they're actually in charge of it. And that's where Greenlight can help. Greenlight is a debit card and money app made just for families. Parents can send money to their kids and keep an eye on the kids' spending and savings. While kids and teens build money confidence and lifelong financial literacy skills. Your kids will learn how to save, invest, and spend wisely thanks to the games that teach kids skills in a fun, accessible way. When I was a kid, I had expected chores and then I had bonus chores. And bonus chores were where I earned money. And so if you're thinking like, hey, my kids should be doing stuff around the house. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. But maybe there's extra ways that they can learn how to be a successful financial money person. What was one of the bonus chores that you had to do? <sighs> Rub my mom's feet. And what did that pay? I don't know, like a quarter or something. Millions of parents and kids are learning about money on Greenlight. It's the easy, convenient way for parents to raise financially smart kids and families to navigate their life together. Sign up for Greenlight today and get your first month free when you go to greenlight.com slash oddities. That's greenlight.com slash oddities to try Greenlight for free. Greenlight.com slash oddities. We got this message from Skylar. I just recently started listening to your podcast, so I'm only on 178. But first, I just wanted to thank you guys so much for an amazing listening experience and let you know my cats and I enjoy listening to the podcast very much. I'll share a video of Casper listening. I just wanted to tell Jethro that the story he tells about his mom and the sticky note really resonates with me. That's where your dad found a yeah, sticky yeah. note that your mom had left for him, yeah. but like right after she died. Yeah, and it was strangely appropriate. I think about that, and it still gives me chills. When my grandmother was passing away from cancer, every night when we would drive the two hours home from Dallas, and I would be worried that she had left sometime during the drive, the light would be on in my mother's china cabinet when we opened the door. This occurred to me every time we came home until the day she passed away. The light only ever came on again when I was home from school, sick, and crying in the kitchen, making a grilled cheese, thinking about how I wished my me mom was around to make me some jello. One moment it was off, and then through my sniffles, I heard the click of electricity. And when I turned, the light was on, and I had goosebumps, although the good kind. His story makes me think of that every time I hear it. Anyway, thank you guys so much for your podcast. It's helped me tremendously as I navigate through the grief of losing my cat of 20 years, Boo. Spooky, Casper, Forest Paw, and I are flying our freak flags high. Her cat was named Boo? Mm-hmm. Nikki writes, Ola, Freak Ma and Pa. Just listened to episode 613 and had to chime in because I live in Salem, Oregon. Oh, hey. That's the episode about the uh, cremains being found in the basement yeah. of Oregon State Hospital. Loved the story on the State Hospital. And maybe I missed it, but I don't think you mentioned the beautiful memorial they created for those folks. No. No, I didn't. I didn't see that. They include a link to it. And then goes on to say, also owls. 
Salem has a fun history of people being attacked by very territorial great horned owls in a couple of parks, to the extreme that at least two of them have, have installed my favorite warning signs ever. Attached is a picture of one for your enjoyment. And uh, yeah, it's one of those yellow caution signs. <laughs> and it's a little man <laughs> being attacked by an owl. I love that. <laughs> Love you guys. Come to the Pacific Northwest sometime. We would love to. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, I want one of those signs. <laughs> this message came from Laura. Hi, just listening to the most recent boo and the Band-Aid discussion has come up. Mm. It's when I found a Band-Aid in my coleslaw. Yeah. It reminds me of when I used to work in a deli. My boss lost his car keys. And no. after several days, we did find them at the bottom of a five-gallon bucket of coleslaw. Oof. He'd been keeping them in his pocket, and he leaned over to the bucket for something, and I guess they fell in. Uh-huh. <gasps> okay. Oh, also, I wanted to mention, too, Nikki, when she wrote in about Oregon State Hospital, she sent another follow-up email saying, also, it's haunted AF. I bet. Yeah. I want to hear more about that, Nikki. Andrea, or Andrea, or Andre A, I'm not sure, because the first A and the last A are both capitalized. Interesting. Said, hey, freaks. When listening to the inbox of oddities, number three, JG talked about finding porn in the shed wall. Yeah. Here's my boo effect slash deja vu. My husband found some VHS porno in our attic ceiling. Not just one, but five. Wow. And if my memory is correct, one was called Rain Women 2. I wonder how many Rain Women's there were. What does that even mean? I don't know. I can't appreciate that. I, I like a good... Porn pun. Maybe it was uh, a takeoff on Rain Man. It's still not That's, very good. No, it's terrible. My stepkids also found a creepy suitcase in the basement filled with <laughs> condoms, panties, and porn magazines. Oh, my God. Let's just say I made that suitcase disappear quickly. I don't know who lived in our house before we bought it, but they had some very interesting taste. We found old school batteries, and I'm also 70% sure... Our house is haunted. Oh. But that's another story for another day. Thank you all for the entertainment and the new knowledge. As a friendly vampire, a.k.a. laboratory technician, I like to tell my victims some interesting did you knows. I hope we can help with that. It is our mission in life to supply you with all the did you knows you need. We got an email from Jennifer. Hi, Kat and JG. I've just had my first boo effect. I've been listening since episode 17, and I can't believe it's taken this long. I'm very far behind at the moment because I don't have as much time to listen as I used to. Anyway, yesterday was National Pizza Day. And as I was getting ready for bed, Kat started talking about pizza from around the world. I'm eight months late to the episode and happened to hear it on National Pizza Day. Uh-huh. I also wanted to share a type of pizza that's local to my home. Oh, yes. <laughs> Sorry. I really like regional food things. I don't know. I, I get just it. think it's interesting. Utica, New York has a type of pizza called a tomato pie. It's a thick, doughy crust with a generous amount of tomato sauce and a bit of Parmesan cheese sprinkled on top. And it's served cold. Huh. It's almost like an appetizer here if you're having a potluck. I guarantee someone will bring one. Good luck with the move. 
proudly flying my freak flag, Jen. That's interesting, Jen. Now, when she says served cold, does she mean refrigerated or just room temperature? I'd be interested to find that out because that sounds pretty good. You know what it reminds me of is the tomato bread from Haleo. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a Spanish thing, right? It's kind of like their bruschetta. I think so. Also, when you say thick, doughy pizza, it reminds me of the Detroit-style pizza that uh, you used to get in Orlando. That's not thick and doughy. That's thick and crispy and greasy. I love that. Oh, it's the best. Colton from Saskatchewan said... Hey, Kat and JG, I've been trying to catch up to your newer episodes, and upon listening to Box 609, Frivolous Crab Litigations, I experienced my boo effect. Over the past few nights, I'd been watching the Indiana Jones movies with a friend because she hadn't seen them. We finished The Last Crusade the night before, and we're going to watch Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls next. And lo and behold, JG's story, Box 609, was on the Mitchell Hedges Crystal Skull. Ooh, spooky. Mm-hmm. Thanks for doing what you do and keep it up. You make my work days fly by. Colton from Saskatchewan. I still haven't seen the most recent Indiana Jones. I've heard mixed reviews on that. I haven't seen it either. I don't but... trust anyone's reviews on anything. <laughs> Plus, anything that has Harrison Ford in, you're all for anyway. It's true. He's pretty cool. Kylie sent us a message. So, something horrifying happened to me today. More horrifying than hearing a disembodied, I love you, baby. (coughs) Remember Kylie sent in that? Yeah, okay. Just to give you a little background, my daughter goes to a primarily French-speaking school. I speak almost no French, unfortunately, so there's a bit of a communication barrier between myself and her teacher. If I need to talk to the teacher, she usually speaks in broken English, and I try to contribute a French word here and there. I'm learning, but it's not going well. Anyway, sometimes... I I feel you. Yeah, no, I get it. Sometimes they teach the kids how to cook a simple dish, and today they learned how to make spaghetti. I told the teacher that I knew my daughter had to have been excited because we love eating pasta at our house. Well, that's what I tried to say. Mm -hmm. Since I try to use French words when I can, I switched out for what we say in English, pasta, for what the French say, bats. The only problem is I've only ever seen that word written down. So... To me, being terrible at French, I thought it was pronounced pâté, which is how I would think it was pronounced. Sure. I was way off, Kylie says. The actual pronunciation is supposed to be closer to pats. The French word I actually said is péter, which translates to fart. (laughs) I told this person we were eating fart at our house. (laughs) And enjoyed it. Just a singular fart. Mm. I get it. No, I feel you. Yeah. I do. I was trying to express to somebody in Spanish that because it was so hot outside, I wish I had worn shorts instead of pants. And it came out as saying, I, my pants are on fire <laughs> or something like that. Well, to do with the temperature, it, something we've learned since we've been here is in Spanish, you don't say, I am hot. You say, I have heat or something like that but if you say i am hot in spanish it Mm. translates to them as i am horny i am horny and so so we we try just not to mention our personal temperature at all yeah we don't we in fact we avoid talking about the weather entirely because uh, there's too many potential pitfalls there 
Anyway, we've enjoyed sharing these messages with you. And if you would like to send us one, uh, perhaps it'll end up on our next Inbox of Oddities episode. We particularly enjoy when you guys record them yourselves. We love to hear your voices. And yeah, yeah, I know your voice is terrible. No, it's not. Everybody says that. Speaking of which, Shannon, you have the most precious voice I've ever heard. And she's heard a lot of voices. Thanks for hanging out with us once again, you guys. And we'll see you next time. Until then, keep flying that freak flag. Fly it proudly, you beautiful freak. And your voice is fine. (gasps) And so, we wish to offer our deeply felt gratitude and appreciation for your patronage. TheBoxOfOddities.com on Facebook at facebook.com slash box of oddities podcast and Instagram at box of oddities podcast copyright 2024 all rights reserved hi I'm Neil and I'm Ken and we are from the triviality podcast a pub trivia style game show where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge Join us each week for an hour-long game of general knowledge trivia featuring special guests from around the world, plus tons of extra themed episodes. If you want to improve your trivia game, or you just want to scream at us in your car when we get easy questions wrong, then we're the show for you. Find Triviality on all your favorite podcast apps. But you know that, because you're already listening to a podcast. If you like this podcast, can we recommend another one? It's called Big Picture Science. You can hear it wherever you get your podcasts, and its name tells part of the story. The big picture questions and the most interesting research in science. Seth and I are the hosts. Seth is a scientist. I am Molly, and I'm a science journalist. And we talk to people smarter than us, and we have fun along the way. The show is called Big Picture Science, and as Seth said, you can hear it wherever you get your podcasts.